Is this the year that you want to get your business in newspapers and magazines? Perhaps you've seen others around you get loads of really cool press coverage, but just don't know where to begin? If so, PR in your pocket is the podcast for you. I'm Jenna, a journalist and PR, and each week I share practical, actionable tips to start getting your business media coverage today. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of PR in Your Pocket. Today we are going to talk all things emails and specifically how you can stop getting your email pitches deleted. Now when you start putting yourself out there and pitching to the press it's so exciting and it's a really big step but we know that we're maybe not going to get a response to every email that we send and unfortunately some of those emails will be deleted but there are things we can do to reduce that chance and the reason I wanted to talk about that in today's episode is because it's no good committing to sending a pitch each day or a few pitches a week if we're not doing everything we possibly can to make sure that email gets read and showcases how brilliant your business is. The inspiration behind today's episode is because last week I was working as a journalist. Now, I don't do that that often anymore, purely because PR takes up all my time. But it's something I always try and do every so often in the background because it's really good for me to see on the other side of things, remind me of how it works as a journalist because that's what I was first. Obviously, it helps my relationships with editors, editors and things like that too. And I had to get quickly a piece of information for an article, put a press request out and suddenly I received over 100 emails and I was reminding myself, this is what I'm up against each day when I'm pitching as a PR. So how can I make sure mine stand down? Some of those was deleted before I read them. Some of those were deleted as I read the first couple of lines. And I know that might sound really harsh, but imagine if you're doing that and you're sending out 10 requests a day. One of the guest journalists in my Momentum Media Club said something like she sometimes has a thousand emails a day. So if she read every one of those emails, she wouldn't be able to do her job. So we need to know that's the context before we're pitching. But it's okay because I promise you, you can get through that noise and you can get your email one of those that isn't deleted. Let's find out how. Okay, so the first reason that your email is getting deleted, we're not actually going to even talk about the email itself yet. It's just who you're sending it to. Um, I get a lot of emails today each day that are completely irrelevant to me um, as a journalist and that is where doing a little bit of research pays off because it is just completely pointless Uh, you know I've written for publications uh, you know before my son was born and he's four now so let's say five years ago um, and people will still pitch me for them but it would just take two seconds to like type in the name of the publication and my name and realize that oh she's not written for them you know since 2018 or whatever so I think that is the biggest mistake in terms of actually getting it to the right person. So I've talked about this on Instagram before, I think, but, you know, avoiding those info at emails or editor at emails, if you can, works okay if it's a really small publication usually, but for bigger ones, we need to do a bit of research. If it's a big magazine, you need to make sure you're writing to the right person. So like say it's Psychologist magazine, you need to read that magazine and say, okay, what what writer looks at what section? What editor is in charge of what section? If you send something to the beauty editor of Psychologies magazine and it's actually a mental health piece, you're relying on her to forward it to the person and that is not going to happen in a lot of cases. So we're already creating a big barrier there. So, you know, so in my case, to give you an example, 
I talk when I was a journalist much more frequently um I would cover food but only gluten-free food because I'm gluten-free and it was something I was really passionate about but I would get so many pictures that weren't gluten-free and it was just not something I covered uh, not only because I'm gluten-free myself uh but also because that was my thing you know there's so many food writers but that was my thing talking about gluten-free and talking about dairy-free as well so that is a really obvious case if someone sent me something that wasn't gluten-free it's just not my area but if you'd have just had a quick read of all my articles around food you would see they were all about gluten-free so that's a really obvious example so it's not just about having an email address it's about when they read that subject head out are they going to connect with it because it's what they write about another example is there's loads of journalists that talk about this that don't have children you're pitching them a parenting article if they've never wrote about children they don't have children it's just not going to be their area possibly of course i'm not saying that only journalists that have children write about parenthood but again it's just that research of looking what they've talked about so if there's a journalist that never covered parenting doesn't seem to talk about any parenting topics doesn't perhaps seem to have children from first glance at social media if you look at their social media let's deduce that they don't cover parenting so it's just those little examples there so making sure it's actually getting to the right person is actually going to reduce the amount of deletes you get so in my case i really don't use like mass emails a lot of my clients um who i pitch to is really personalized have a much higher success rate purely because i do the research so i've just been pitching my client to vogue literally just took me about an hour but i had to find the right person there's no point me sending it to the wrong person at vogue they're not going to even read it they're not going to say oh let me help that person out and forward it on it's just going to get deleted so that's the first thing the second thing is the subject header now subject headers you've just got to be clear and concise i really advise against clickbait dramatics ambiguity vagueness emojis of course we want to make our pitch sound interesting and there's nothing wrong with that but it still needs to be clear what it's about so for example um i did the pr for um a superfood powder that helped with runners. So my subject header could be something like the exciting superfood powder proven to help runners get quicker. Now that still sounds quite exciting. We've still got some uh, great claims in there. We've got some exciting language, but it's really clear what it's about still. So we just want to get that balance to it, clear what it's about, but also make it sound a bit exciting. Um, and that is the key for a subject header, really. It's going to depend completely on what you're writing about here for me to give you advice. But what I don't advise you do is if you read that subject header and the person that reading it has no idea what the email is going to be about, then you need to change it. Now, you might think, what if I make it so cool and alluring, like this one thing is going to save your life, that the journalist is going to read it? That might increase your open rate, but it's not going to increase your success rate because the journalist is going to get frustrated trying to find out what it is. And then when they found it, it's probably going to be an anticlimax because I don't think any of us listening to the podcast have got one thing specifically that is going to save everyone's life and they're going to get frustrated. So we really want to avoid making those exaggerated claims. Make it clear because if the journalist is opening because they're interested in it, we've already know that we've got them on side and then we've got to wow them in the next part, which I'm going to talk about in a second. The next thing I always say to anyone that I work with is by the end of the opening paragraph of your email, the journalist should know what you're pitching. And this is another mistake that people make that gets their email deleted. I read a few emails the other day. I literally could not tell you what they were about by the end of the first few paragraphs. And we don't have time to go back to the brand and say, 
can you actually explain this to me? What is it that you do? Similarly, it's missing those details out in those first paragraph or two. So if I'm not clear, for example, a website link or a price point or um, a location if it's relevant or what it actually is. So I was just doing this the other day. I was helping some people with a press release and they've got a course. But by the end of the first paragraph or two, I did not know who that course was for or what the course actually covered. That's just a specific example there. But it's all about those, what I call about five W's. And one of the common mistakes that people make is leaving those out. So, you know, who are you? What is it? Where are you based? the when, if it's relevant, if it's something new, the why we should care about this. And there's others as well, like how it can help people and those sorts of things. But if it's not clear by the end of that first paragraph or two, it's going to get deleted. Similarly, you might be tempted to give a really long introduction. You know, let's say you've got a product that's eco-friendly and you might think, let me do a paragraph on climate change first to set the scene. No, we need to know really by the opening two lines, I would say, of the pitch, what it is you're pitching. So that's my first thing to talk about there in terms of the actual email content. Are you taking too long to get to the point? Are you missing key information out? You might think the journalists would get back and clarify. They don't have time often. In this case, um, I'll give you the context. It was actually around co-working spaces because it was an article I was writing about as a freelancer about how to set up your freelance routine. Um, a lot of the co-working spaces that replied, I couldn't actually see the location. I didn't have a website link. So I had the choice, should I go back to them and ask for those things? Or someone else had sent it me perfectly, one paragraph with all that information in. I copy and paste it into my article, tweaked it, and I was done in 10 minutes. It's all about saving the journalist time. Um, they don't want to have time to waste scrolling through your website or having to contact you directly. So hopefully that example makes it clearer what I mean there. Whilst you're listening, I wanted to tell you all about the Momentum Media Club, which is now available for you to join. It's a group for business owners that want to get consistent media coverage to get themselves all over the media, to raise their authority, to become the person online in their industry and to elevate their brand. It has a mix of product and service-based businesses and includes monthly strategy sessions, regular networking with journalists, weekly and daily press opportunities tagged for you in the supportive Facebook group, loads of resources and training on PR and much, much more. We've had members featured everywhere from national newspapers to stylists to podcasts and we'd love to have you too. If that sounds interesting, check the link in the show notes about finding out how you can join or send me a message at Jenna Farmer PR if you'd like to know if it could be the right fit for you. Another mistake you're making when it comes to your emails that are getting you deleted is purely attachments. If you think about that example that I mentioned at the start of the episode where the guest journalist Beth had a thousand emails, imagine if each of those emails had an attachment. That's a thousand attachments. Her inbox is going to get full so quickly. What do we do when our inbox gets full? We just delete things en masse. I had to do this the other day, my other inbox. I just had to delete stuff en masse. So, were already and as well not even mentioning the fact that lots of servers can block things if they've got high attachments or increase the chances of getting them into junk in an ideal world we don't want any attachments in that first initial email sure if they come back to you and say can i get images can i get your press release fine in that first email we don't want attachments so that is a big barrier i think that's why a lot of people get their email deleted because it either gets blocked it goes into junk and the journalist doesn't see it or it's a really big file size and they quickly have to delete it to get more emails into their inbox that's why when I say with a press release, we don't attach it. We always put it in the body of our email. Similarly, if you've got images, 
you can either put them in a Dropbox, put them in a WeTransfer. If it's something you feel that needs to be seen in the email, you could perhaps have one image like in the body of the email, if that makes sense, rather than a separate attachment, but keep it small and try and make the file size small as well. Um, that is more, for example, I do PR for a fashion brand and they were asking for Christmas party dresses. I'm going to put one picture of the dress in the email, but I'm going to make it a small file size. I'm going to make it a small picture itself and then put a link to where they can get more images from if needed that's a really really easy thing that you can do it's a big mistake lots of people make and not only about the file sizes as well it's also overwhelm as well we want to make the journalist life easier think about all the barriers that you're having to go through to get them to get your coverage opening attachment downloading on a computer opening up to read it that's a few more barriers that journalist is having to go through if they're not super keen they're not going to go through them so the last mistake that might mean your email's deleted, it might mean your email isn't deleted till the very end. But if they've not took action and got your coverage, then it's been pointless anyway. And it's just helping the journalist at the end of the email. So remembering that mindset over and over, I'm not selling to the journalist, I'm helping them with their story. Now, there's a few different ways to do this. A big one is expert quotes. I'm a massive fan of these for service-based businesses. It's how I get a lot of my clients into really exciting publications. Journalist needs 500, not 500 words, might be 500 words, but more likely 100 words. 100 words on best thing street for breakfast, 100 words on how to grow a podcast, 100 words on how to deal with XYZ at work, you name it. There's so many of these requests. It's such a great way for a service business to get in the media. When you see those sorts of requests, when you send an email to the journalist, I would not say something like, oh, do you want me to send you the quote? I would just send them the quote straight away. If it's something that is literally 50 or 100 words, you're adding value at the end of the email. I've told you a bit about me. Here's my quote. Here's how to credit me. Thanks very much. That's the simplest thing we can do there. Similarly, if you're sending a product for gift guides, like I said before, showcasing that at the end, now I've told you about me, here's how I can help you. Here's where you can get the image files. Here's the stockist links. Here's the price points. Could be another episode, but if you're a product-based business and you're on any affiliates, here's the affiliate links or these are the stockists like Awin or sorry, stockists like um, Amazon or not on the high street, those sorts of places. Here's the stockies. Anticipating all those questions the journalist might have as they're reading the email and answering them, preventing the journalist from deleting it because they don't have time to reply to you. So as I say, if the question the journalist has is, I need 50 words, just give them the 50 words there and then and how to credit you. I've had clients in Stylist and Red and all sorts of places get featured. We've not even been told. We just sent that email with the 50 words because journalists are super busy. They just took those 50 words and used them. Similarly, like I said, with the product, answering all those questions. So here's the stockist, here's the price point, here's the image file reducing the number of interactions I guess the journalist has to have with you not because they don't want to speak to you but because they don't have that much time similarly if it's a guest article or a guest podcast we're not going to necessarily send the whole article here but that's when we can anticipate the questions again so you've said you want to write for x business magazine this is the topic I'd do this is what it would include this is the experts or these are the case studies I'd use so again anticipating those questions and answering them if you can do that at the end of the email then the journalist is going to feel like they've already got lots of information and like I say it's going to have to reduce so much back and forth and as a journalist that takes up so much of our time and our time obviously needs to be on the writing. So think about your end of your email. Have you anticipate any questions a journalist would have? 
Have you answered those in the email or made it really clear about how you can help? Keep it simple, just have a website link. You don't have to give them a link to every social media. But all of those sorts of questions like images, price points, quote, articles. If you're pitching an article, an obvious question a journalist might have is, have you written anywhere else before? Anticipate that and send them an example of your previous work. Hope that uh, hope this podcast has been useful, giving you some inspiration before you start pitching. Let me know how you get on. Let me know if these tips help increase your success rate, increase your chance of getting coverage, and I'll see you next time. listening to PR in your pocket and I really hope this episode was useful. If so, do come and connect with me online. You can jump over to Instagram at PR and say hello or you can join my free Facebook group, Get Your Business in the Media with Jenna Farmer. I would love to see you there.